Chapter Number Twenty One of Nan Sherwood at Lakeview Hall. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C. Nan Sherwood at Lakeview Hall by Anne Rowe Carr. Chapter Twenty One the black dog nobody started for the door for fully a minute and within that time the knocking was repeated three times it was not only an imperious rapping it was plainly inspired by some excitement my goodness amelia boggs murmured that ghost's in an awful hurry he's hungry maybe giggled one girl he can't be if he ate all that he stole before we got here best declared only nan was silent she suspected at once what the commanding summons meant it was a teacher perhaps dr prescott himself the party was a failure and all the girls whom she had invited would with herself and chum be punished for the frolic as she slowly opened the door a voice from outside faintly reached her ear let me in open the door nan was astonished by this it sounded like somebody in distress she hurriedly turned the bolt and opened the door a little way there was a keen wind blowing off the water and the garments of the person on the doorstep fluttered in so that nan knew at once it was a woman but she could not see her face who is it whispered nan while the other truants held their breath for goodness sake let me in child exclaimed a vexed voice and the woman pushed by slamming the door when once she was inside it did not need the black veil jerked up over her hat to assure the girls assembled that mrs cupp was under the veil good night murmured laura falling dramatically into may winslow's arms all is lost the captain shouted sh gasped the girl from alabama don't make her mad i couldn't declared the irrepressible she was born that way but suddenly nan as well as some of the other girls saw that the stern matron of lakeview hall had been crying her cheeks were tear-stained and she was still sobbing convulsively as she leaned exhausted with her back against the door nan was instantly sympathetic and cried aloud what is the matter mrs cupp what has happened i'm i'm so frightened stammered the lady oh whispered lily shrilly she's seen the ghost my goodness moaned may almost letting the red-haired girl fall to the floor but the latter after all was the one who rose to the occasion even nan was too amazed to appreciate properly the fact that for once mrs cupp was in a melting mood give her a chair nan do cried laura bestirring herself briskly something has surely upset her the poor dear wish we had a cup of hot tea but this chocolate is the next best thing to it she poured a brimming cup and brought it to mrs cupp who had been seated at the long table 
Before taking the first swallow, the lady waved her hand toward the door. Lock it, she gasped. It is locked, Nan promptly assured her. You can bet it is, exclaimed the crafty Laura. We don't want anybody coming in here who will tell on us, she added significantly. Mrs. Cupp must have heard this, for she flushed as she drank the hot chocolate in great gulps, or perhaps it was only the color coming back into her face after her fright. Nan asked, with real feeling, What was it that scared you so, Mrs. Cupp? I, I don't know, stammered the matron, but it must have been something. I am not sure even of that was Mrs. Cupp's rather disconcerting reply. "'It was the ghost, then,' shrilled Lily. "'Oh!' gasped Grace, and the two timid ones clung together in alarm and despair. "'Oh, shucks!' exclaimed Amelia Boggs. "'It won't break the door down to get in here, so don't be afraid.' "'I never was so frightened in my life,' declared Mrs. Cupp, drinking the last drop of the comforting liquid. "'Never!' "'Do tell us all about it, Mrs. Cupp,' urged the red-haired girl, hovering about the excited lady. "'And have another cup of chocolate, do.' "'Thank you,' replied Mrs. Cupp, with real gratitude. "'Come, girls,' said the bustling Laura. "'The chocolate's all hot. Don't let it spoil. And the sandwiches and salad must be eaten to be saved. Pull up your chairs. Won't you try this lovely salad, Mrs. Cupp?' and these chicken sandwiches are delicious. Mrs. Cupp was fairly caught. She had partaken of the hospitality of the forbidden feast. Having accepted the chocolate, she made but weak protest against the heartier viands. A delightfully arranged plateful appeared like magic before her, and she found a fork in her hand. Bess was almost bursting with suppressed laughter and even Nan had difficulty in keeping a straight face. Laura Polk had certainly stepped into the breach. She deserves a leather medal, whispered May Winslow. I'll give her one of my clocks, promised Amelia. The girls gathered quietly about the long table, and the food began to disappear. Perhaps they were not quite as hilarious as they expected to be at the feast, but Mrs. Cupp's presence did not make the viands any less delicious to the palate, and all the girls were anxious to hear the tale of the matron's freight. "'What could it have been you saw?' May asked. "'I—I I don't know. Something black,' was the sober reply. "'Oh!' from Grace and Lily. "'All black?' "'Did it look like a black dog?' asked Nan, the practical." I declare it might have been, Mrs. Cupp said, with some relief. Of course, she added with sudden suspicion. You girls didn't have anybody on watch outside. No, we were too scatterbrained for that, laughed Laura. And we did not think our light could be seen through any crack, added Nan. It couldn't, Mrs. Cupp said promptly. How did you know we were here then, blurted out Bess. Ahem, I knew. That is sufficient, said Mrs. Cupp, more in her usual tone. Then it was true. Nan knew that somebody had played traitor. 
Mrs. Cupp had been told of the party in the haunted boathouse by some jealous girl, or she would never have come back to the hall from the village by the shore road. It was a roundabout way and lonely. The road was very dark, explained the still excited matron. When I came to the big boulder just the other side of the boat landing, something sprang out of the bushes and chased me. It was black and looked like a man or boy, only it was on four legs, or its hands and knees. Maybe it was a dog, said Bess doubtfully. The black dog remorse, no less, whispered Laura to Nan. It was the black dog of Mrs. Cupp's conscience, I guess. Hush, returned Nan. She was worried by the happening. The raid on their feast, the information evidently lodged about their frolic with Mrs. Cupp, and this black thing that had startled them all seemed to be all parts of a plot. And it chased me, Mrs. Cupp went on. I declare I never was so frightened in all my life. It chased me right to this door. It really was lucky we were here then, wasn't it? Put in Laura to clinch the point. Mrs. Cop bit into a chicken sandwich and frowned. I don't know about that, she said slowly. I never would have come back by the shore road if I hadn't heard of what you girls were doing here. I don't know, but that I consider you are the cause of my being so frightened, she concluded grimly. End of chapter 21. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.